Hello and welcome to Journey to Integrity. So I did delete my last two episodes. Um, I posted, on the, I believe, on the 31st and the 30th of December because I felt like I was being too luxury. I mean, everything I said was completely right and completely true. But I do have to, I'm kind of forced to a lot, to do a lot of correction and lecturing and verbal shaming within my life and within my role in society, with it for my kids, at work, just, it's a lot. And so it gets really exhausting sometimes. You just kind of want people to just have perspective and do the right thing and not have to constantly just, like, say, that's not the right, what, what, what did you just, how did you just handle that? What did you just say to me? Um... And then have to, like, educate them. And so maybe it's really exhausting to educate all the time. And it's, you know, sometimes I just want to be me. And, but, um, because I just got this email from Child Support Services. And I'd like to talk about the the covert and the overt um, female sexism within our society. Um and different aspects that I see and you know submit questions concerns anything you wanted to do to discuss this it's fine with me um and I can't speak for other societies but I know that there's I do know from what I've learned that there's in some societies there's less in some societies there's more but there's always just a little bit there so um the gist of my I'm going to read you guys an email that I just sent to Child Support Services. But the gist of it is, is I had a second ex-husband I got pregnant with, and then we split for reasons two weeks into two, the day after I found out I was pregnant, but I think I was around two weeks pregnant. Um, We were married, and um, he did not offer to and did not. He never offered, but he did not financially support her throughout her entire gestation and for almost two years of her life, I want to believe. I think it was closer to two. She was almost two years old. Um, no, it was for a little over a year he didn't support her, but over two and a half years old when he finally decided he wanted to, like, say that he has a daughter. I don't know. Um, and so, you know, and I was at a child support hearing, and I was, let me backtrack, I was going to submit a complaint about this child support hearing to the judge and the, the, the child support services personnel who was in attendance. I just didn't get time. And like I said, I'm exhausted. So yeah. And the reason, another reason behind my frustration that I don't put in this email because they know very well I'm frustrated. They should know about this. I brought it up at the last child support hearing in March or April of 2022. Um, I spent over a year and a half. I submitted those documents around seven or eight times to not only have the child support increase to something that was tenable, but also for back pay for like, you know, and I was fair. I didn't include diapers and formula and all my, you know, I put everything in half. So everything was split in half, but I only put things in half that, you know, I wouldn't have to go dig up receipts for, you know, et cetera. But it's really expensive having a new baby, especially as a single mom. And in this society, when you're pregnant, no one will hire you. And we had just moved because for his career. So I had to re-find my career as a pregnant woman in America. 
yeah, that was fun. And I do happen to live in a Republican state, which does not have any supports for pregnant women. And and I have a special needs son. I had a special needs son at the time. I now my daughter has some special needs, but she's fine. They're both really high functioning. So I spent a year and a half, you guys, a year and a half, like 18, at least 18 months trying to get my child support increased, right? It finally happened in March of 2000 or April of 2022. And the judge and the, the CSS representative apologized profusely to Mr. Tom, to Mr. Moho. We're going to call him Mr. Moho. Mr. Moho throughout the proceedings um, for his child support increase and how it would affect his livelihood, how it would affect his living style that he is used to. They actually said that we know this is going to affect the living style that you're used to. It's like, and we're, it's like, oh my fucking Lord, get some absolute freaking perspective, ass wipes. So anyway, I've been, they've been trying to get a hold of me, I guess, for child support hearing. I looked at the paper, a new child support hearing for Mr. Moho. Mr. Moho, Mr. Moho, don't say his name, his name is Mr. Moho, to um, decrease his child support again. And I'm like, wow, that was, that didn't take long. You know why? Because it's dated, like he said it in, in like mid-November of 2022. Like it's, and they've been trying to contact me since late November of 2022. It's like, really? Wow. So, you know, my role, you know, that my importance in society and my family's sustainability and livelihood is, you know, so much less than a single white male. Um, and so I wrote this letter, um, this email back because I never got the chance to formally submit a complaint. And I, now that I've already written it out, I might just go ahead and formally submit a complaint because I think that was part of the not doing it was just like the frustration and the anxiety of writing it all down. Because it gets exhausting. Like, really, I have to say this to you people? Um, so, I wrote, Hello, if there's going to be another hearing, I formally request another judge in child, child support services, CSS personnel in attendance. Another judge in CSS personnel in attendance. The last child support hearing was covertly sexers and pandered to Mr. Moho, even apologizing profusely for his increase in child support. Let's make things perfectly clear. I get very little choice if I want to have a baby once I'm pregnant. Mr. Moho indeed knew the whole time that a baby might happen and agreed. In fact, he even came with me to get my IUD taken out. I didn't put that in there. I was homeless because of Mr. Moho. I begged on the streets because Mr. Moho did not want to financially support his child. His daughter's special needs brother was also homeless, scared, confused, and still suffers from anxiety because Mr. Moho did not want to financially support his daughter. I lost my career for over 1.5 years. His actions threw us into extreme poverty. No child support was ever offered by Mr. Moho and only ever collected after I was forced to apply, apply for TANF. For you guys that don't know, TANF is just like this pitiful small amount they give to people that have absolutely no money like zero like you have to have zero dollars coming in for your to get it and it's like 125 dollars a month or something you can't even buy like formula and diapers with that so yeah it was no toothbrushes for a while for anybody or a shampoo and conditioner anyway um 
when I was forced to provide for Tanif when my daughter was over a year old. And I know I couldn't have applied for it sooner because I was operating off less than one hour of sleep a night trying to keep my children from dying. Even then, the child support was some insultingly pitiful amount. It's like $174 a month. Considering I was also paying for full-time childcare, which at that time was $840 a month. We had to move so many times because I could not afford rent. My credit score suffered, and I am still in an unending cycle of poverty due to the lack of state support and lack of parental responsibility of Mr. Moho. So for both a CSS employee and the judge to sit there and apologize to someone who abandoned their child to poverty is disgusting and exceptionally sexist. Just because I get little choice once pregnant to have a baby doesn't mean society should glorify the male role and it doesn't mean that society gets to turn a blind eye on females who in reality have no choice in the matter, especially in a Republican state. Seriously, get some perspective. I will neither attend any hearings with that judge overseeing, nor will I attend with, with that member of your team overseeing. I do think a conversation is in order. Please see my below contact information. I don't have time to constantly verbally correct every member of society for their wrongdoings. So if you would please let me know the name of the judge and the CSS representative at the last hearing, I would like to make sure I won't be in attendance when they are in attendance. That would be much appreciated. So, like, yeah, they apologized throughout the whole thing. And then when I brought up needing the back child support, they just dismissed it like, you know, you're getting enough. Like, I was some kind of money grubber. Like, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, if I could get that back money, I could actually, you know what I could do? Pay my car- credit cards off, what I, which I maxed out, because, you know, when you don't have a job, you got to have food. And I think it took, like, six months to get nutrition assistance. I'm like, I was literally starving. And I was starving more because I was giving my son the food. Like, I, my daughter was born three pounds. That wasn't good for her development. But there was, like, d- just the amount of expectations in this society for the females and then this this you know and then for the female you know mothers in society the amount of expectations we have and the, the fact that it's seen as not a bad thing to have that many expectations and force women into extreme poverty you know by limiting access to birth control or abortion or even having any perspective as a state to say okay well if there's not two person or a household, the dad's not going to be involved. Put some gosh damn safety nets in there. Like I, you know, a lot of people think that the, this, the government does this on purpose to keep us limited and impoverished. I don't know. Like I, I don't know that for sure, but it sure does feel like it sometimes when it's like, we have all these economic statistics showing how much it takes to raise a child. We have all these statistics showing females get paid less. We have all these statistics of everything. And even, you know, the child support calculator is like, you know, I had, you know, is off. Like $174 a month to help me raise a child, a human being. Really? That was the best you guys could do? And it's like, I don't like people who get far less. It's like... 
that person's half the other person's responsibility in every way, shape, or form. And he's our, that person, Mr. Mo, is not even, wasn't at the time and still barely is able to, you know, he sees her like four days a year. Um, doesn't provide emotionally, doesn't provide physically. Um, he just now started in March semi providing for her financially. And it's like, I'm expected to do all that. What? Because I'm a woman. And so nobody, nobody cares what I have to suffer through, you know? And it's not like he was, you know, and I'm not saying anything negative about it, but no one was tricked in this case. We were married. We were, you know, quote, we were married. We made just had a discussion about it prior to marriage and during marriage. And he knew about the child before it all went down. So why the hell are these freaking ladies? They're both women. The judge was a woman and the CSS lady was a woman acting like he's some goddamn god for actually paying a, a the almost right amount that it costs to raise a child his portion like his half a portion why are they acting like that why do they not see that i'm doing it every goddamn day every goddamn day i'm doing it it's like every goddamn second i'm doing it i'm the one who has to miss work who has to take her pto with sick hours and even gosh darn sometimes her family medical leave hours because I can't go to work if they're sick, if she's sick. Well, because she's, I can go to work if he's sick because he's old. But, you know, it's, I'm the one who lost jobs because I lost PTO and sick time hours. I'm the one who kept her alive with my money. And so he asked, he's being asked for a little bit of his money and it's going to affect his lifestyle. Well, no shit. Having a baby affects everybody's lifestyle unless you're extremely effing rich. Congratulations. You made a discovery, Mrs. Judge. And it's like, and I, I just get to be thrown into extreme poverty without any consideration about my lifestyle and my career and my other, you know, my child, my other child. And so I'm sure women deal with that a lot. And I'm just, I'm just so freaking fed up with it. Like, oh, look, it's a finally a man who's taking responsibility. Let's, like, you know, let's pander to him. What the fuck? No, you guys should be making sure. You know, if you're so adamant in this Republican state that women shouldn't be getting social help, then then actually make sure that there's that person, that other half of a person is giving social help. Like, make sure. Like, don't give some pitiful amount after some long-ass time frame and then pander and apologize to the person that actually took state money away from your state because I had to be on Medicaid. And then I had to be on nutrition assistance that actually stole from your state because he didn't want to financially support. And even then, I was still doing it. I mean, I kept having to bounce between jobs because the baby was sick all the time, but I still did it. And it's like, really, like, I would love to see the state start suing these these parents that aren't responsible. And I know it's not always the fathers, but... I do I do work with in child welfare as a career and I'm telling you ninety ninety eight point seventeen percent it's the fathers. It's like but they make the women feel bad for it. They make the women feel bad for collecting nutrition assistance and having to collect Medicaid and having to apply for rental assistance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they don't you know, you don't get it because then you first then you have to sue the man for child support, which then they're like, Oh no, well that's not gonna help with food. It's like 
yeah, $174 a month is not going to help with her food. It's like, God, it's ass backwards. You know, like, this thing where allowing men that much time to think about what they want to be a parent is just disgusting to me, too. Because I deal with a lot, like, women take, like, with child welfare, I do a lot with, like, women take the responsibility to take on the role, and it drives them fucking crazy, and they go turn to substances, or they get freaking nutty in the membrane, because it's all, you know, they're constantly freaking fighting to survive poverty, and then they mess up one little time, usually just a little mess up, and state takes the kids away, and then, oh, let's go find daddy who never had to do anything with, you know, and it's like with the proper support by the state and the daddy, mommy wouldn't probably wouldn't have gone nutty in her membrane, probably wouldn't turn to substances for comfort or turn to people that she knew she couldn't trust to babysit because she couldn't afford childcare. I mean, that's how simple it is. And, you know, I mean, like literally after two and a half years of expressing no interest, all of a sudden I had to fight a, like a custody battle for him to get visitation. It's like, no, his rights should have been severed automatically. Cause you know what happens to a mother who gives birth in a hospital who doesn't want that baby, who's not ready for the child, who has to think about it, that baby gets put in a, a foster to adoptive home. And at six months to a year, they're adopted by a new family. That mama doesn't get another chance. She gets six months. She doesn't get two and a half years. But, you know, these men are getting upwards of to the child's 18 to make the right decision. You know, I've seen moms go crazy when the child's 15, 16, 17, 18. You know, right before they're 18, and it's like, okay, daddy gets the one year to be the hero. It's absolute bull wonkiness. So I'm lecturing, but I'm just, I'm lecturing camaraderie with the women in society that our mothers, they're trying really hard to know that, yes, there's people out there who understand and are listening and know what you're struggling with. And yes, there's people out there who aren't going to smile and fawn over the daddy just because he finally decided he was going to be somewhat financially responsible or emotionally responsible. And I do believe that a, a father's rights should be severed after six months to a year of not showing interest. I, like he birthed that child in the hospital. I didn't get, I gave birth. That was my, it. that was, oh, that was my thinking about it. There you go. And it's not exactly easy to have an abortion, guys. So don't even bring that up because it's not easy. And it's not an easy, not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to schedule. It's not an easy thing to happen. It's scary. And also, it's not easy. It's just not, like, emotionally easy. Like, and I don't even want to start ranting about statistics because I'm going to get in how Republicans are asked backwards with their statistics because literally less than, like, a percentage of women want to have an abortion. It's like, like woo, wake up one day, I'm going to have an abortion. Yeah. That's what, that's what they, I guess that's what the Republicans think we're doing when we're just like, oh, I'm going to have an abortion. No, you wake up and you're like, fuck, I'm laying on a mattress on the floor with fleas surrounding me. Can't have, I, I have to go to the gym to shower. You know what I mean? You wake up in poverty, you're still in poverty. You can't bring a baby into poverty half the time. And if you do, it's really, really hard and you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of poverty. But there's other things, too, Republicans. I'm getting into it now. You know, there's, there's other things, too. Like, they were raped. There's incest. There's genetic deformities. There's, you know, what is it? In vitro, what is that? In vitro fertilization. I mean, there's other things that take into consideration. And I don't think anybody, you know, aside from people that are raped or, you know, 
raped. I really don't think most, they don't, because I've seen the statistics. Most people, the majority, the vast majority of people don't wake up when they're pregnant and go, I'm going to have an abortion. Yep, and it's just totally fine. It's just totally fine. It's like, you know what I mean? It's not like a thing they don't think about. They just like go and say, it's like going to the store and buying a lollipop. I'm going to have an abortion. Yay. Everything will be fine. I think that's what Republicans think is happening. <laughs> uh, and then I have to hear, well, women use abortion as birth control. It's like, hell in the fuck no, we don't. Who wants to have a little being vacuumed out of their body and experience heavy cramping and bloating and et cetera? For weeks at a time when, you know, we could just have free birth control. And people acknowledge the fact that, you know, teenagers are horny. Horny teenagers have sex. Horny teenagers and all horny peoples have sex and babies. It happens. People horny. People have sex. They should be allowed to have sex. But they should be allowed to have sex knowing that... If there's parenting involved, both parents should at least be halfway financially responsible. And it should not be left to the women to do everything for the children in society. From birthing them, to raising them, to financially providing for them in every way possible. It's not... If they're not going to be present, if men are going to be less and less present for these children and for these children then you got to hold them responsible in some way. Or we're not talking about sterilizing. We're talking about just keeping those... You you know what? It's not really hard to sterilize a male. And you can unsterilize a male. So just do it. It's like a 20-minute procedure. Way less money for the state to spend on than giving women birth control every month and every woman getting birth control. Just get her balls clipped. Do it when they're born. Who gives a shit? Like, don't cut them off. I'm not saying castrate them, but it's, it's like a 20-minute procedure to get your, your testes done so it doesn't make sperm coming out. Sperm. But, you know, birth control for men is not a thing you talk about. Because, you know, whatever. You know, that, you know men could have way more babies than women can. You know, they could just keep having sex around and around and around in a circle. They could just shoot off sperm six times a day if they're lucky. You know, they can get six people pregnant in a day. I bet you they probably, I bet you, oh gosh, I want to run, run a test. Has there ever been a man who got 20 people pregnant one day? I don't know, that'd be gross, right? But they can, they, they can, women have to get pregnant and have the whole things happen inside them for nine plus months. And then recovery, it's like, you know, we have a stopgate to having babies. Men don't, their sperm just shoot out. It just shoots out everywhere. I, they shoot it at trees, they shoot it in pillowcases, they shoot it in pumpkins. Their sperm goes everywhere. Stop the sperm. But no, we can't talk about that because that's a man's rights. That's a man's rights right there. It's a man's right to spew a sperm off, but if a woman has sex, Republican tells her to close her legs. And the man has the right to be horny. A girl does not have the right to be horny. And let me tell you, that's ass backwards because I'm horny a lot. Luckily, I just got, luckily, I'm just better at pleasing myself than anybody else that I've ever met. So, anyway, be well, be safe, be happy. This is Journey to Integrity, and this is me venting for mothers in society um, with the clear, covert, sexist opinion that we're nothing but child rearers and we shouldn't be given any help or even acknowledgement of the fact that 
We ain't got no help. So maybe we don't deserve it, I guess, according to stuff. So that's just not true. And that's another part of society I'm hoping changes for the better while I'm still alive. But we shall see. But Moho, Moho did not change it for the better. Moho was a stereotypical, selfish person. And he's a narcissist. Like I said, his family's narcissistic. He's like the most narcissistic of them. It was the females that were narcissistic before him. And so female narcissism is a little bit different than male narcissism. Um, so his male narcissism tends to be a little bit more dangerous than female narcissism. The cray-cray is on a whole different cray-cray level with that kind of narcissism. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm in solidarity with those. I hope there's some actual folks out there that are of different genders or gender identifications that are in some solidarity with us mothers. Um, being us biological mothers being forced to believe that we are the problem for one thing we know we're all medicated we're da, da, da. yeah forced to believe that's our problem when there's a whole other half of a person there's a whole other person that made that half of a person so where the hell like that's that the problem that person is the problem the male that made the other half that won't support the child is the problem not the mother who fights to keep her children alive even if it's having to be on welfare so and, you know, if there is welfare available, which is, you know, you know, and then, they, and then like Republicans pre- preach and preach and preach for all this life crap. And it's like, well, where, where are you going to be when they actually, you know, are born and they are actually alive? Where are you going to be when they don't, these children don't have a home or food or medical coverage or medical care? Where are you going to be? Oh, wait, you're going to be preaching at some other rally against some other pregnant woman who's scared to death of having a baby because she's in poverty. But you're not going to do anything about that. No, you're just going to, you know, oh, pro-life. But once they're born, it's like they can fucking die in a gutter. I don't care. Those babies, that's what, I mean, I mean, what other things are they thinking? It's like the babies matter when they're in the womb, but once the babies are born, it's like they don't give a fuck. They, but those babies could die. <laughs> they don't care. And then the babies almost do die, then they blame the mother. Again. So much blame for us, mommy dearest. Anyway, it's great to be in this society as a single mother. How is your society doing with it? Um, I'm going to post another update, not so upsettable, but I hope I wasn't upsettable. I guess makeup words left and right. I'm hoping to post another update where, one where I'm more calm, cool, collected, um, more happy snappy. Because I am happy snappy, but like things like this really irritate me. Like, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Things like this really irritate me. It's, it's 2023, you know, and to have two ladies giggling and pandering and apologizing to a male for... For, for requiring him to do his financial responsibility, for, for him having to do his financial responsibility in some part. Like, that just shows you what the mindset is. Apologize, apologize. The white male might eat me. Apologize. Just really ticks me off. And, you know, I say white male a lot, but I've never run into this. Like, I have. Okay, I can't say never. I've, I've run into this kind of machismo. The male is a top dog and other 
other cultures, especially some Latina cultures with the machismo, you know, and, and, and some Dene cultures a little bit. But, you know, with an African-American male, I never run into that, that total, total sex. And I'm, you know what? I never met every, every, every African-American male, so I don't know. But I've never re- run into that blatantly sexist, pandering, apologize, you know, which I get throughout society with male, with men, you know, like I, it's really annoying, you know, and it's just like the white man top dog, man, I don't know. I'm the top dog, biatches. Just kidding. I'd be the top bitch. Oh gosh, that's the hardest thing is not becoming a bitch and all this. Um, it just gets agitating. So, I really don't want to attend another child support hearing, but I'm gonna. But I'm definitely not gonna attend one with the, that judge and that lady, the other lady in attendance, because, damn, fuck, they betrayed their own freaking goddamn sex. What the hell is the matter with these bitches? Must be nice. Must be nice not to have been thrown into extreme, extreme poverty by another parent who has half responsibility of a child. Must be nice to have never experienced that. But other people have. And you're in the professions, they're in the profession of overseeing hearings where people are thrown into extreme poverty because of the actions of the other freaking parent, which is 97% of the time the male. It's like, dude, get another profession if you don't have any perspective. Go, you know, go, go live in your little fantasy world, female, women, whatever they want to identify as world, where other women aren't thrown into extreme poverty by the actions of others constantly. They can just go live in that world. They can go drink their coffee that they can afford every day, their eight buck dollar coffee and their little muffin that they can afford fresh and not stale in a giant box that costs 99 cents. And they can have time with that. But stay out of my world and I'll stay out of yours. So... They crossed, they crossed into my world, and they got told. So, And I, go, I really do hope you guys are having a nice um, New Year's so far. My New Year's, like I said, started two months ago on November 2nd or November 1st at dusk. November, 2nd, November 1st at dusk is technically November 2nd for me because um, I am Druid, and we do celebrate time from dusk till dawn. And... Yeah, but I hope you guys, this was really well. I hope you didn't have to, like, on the third day of, not my New Year's, but on the third day of the New Year for everybody else, when everybody's getting everything caught up and billing and work, you know, have to send a a little verbal shaming email to people. Because I don't like it. I don't like having to be mean to people. Like, and it's what I, I feel like I'm being mean. And, yeah, I could have worded that some of that nicer, but I didn't. You know why? Because that is exactly the way a white man would have worded it. I am unhappy. I am disgusted. I am dissatisfied. The end. No apologizing. No backtracking. You know, I, you want to be top dog? You got to act like top dog. What I got to say about that? So I could have been nicer, but I'm not because that's what I felt. And that's how, and I want to be considered on the same level as a man. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I just said I'm sorry. I just said I'm sorry. I try not to say I'm sorry too much either as a woman. Women say they're sorry way too much. I'm not sorry. 
I'm sorry that society has demanded that I give my constant attention to overcoming poverty and my, my place in life. Um, but that's, y'all, that's society's problem, not mine. But I guess I made it mine, so I'll just shut up. Anyway, you guys be well, be safe, be happy, and I'm going to try to post an update late either tonight or later um, with some readings. Um, I did have a request. Actually, let me just say this real fast. Thank you, Virginia, for logging on. I think it is Virginia, not West Virginia. So, yeah, it's Virginia. So thank you, Virginia, for logging on. You guys are like... Um, right now, you guys are the number two downloaders, that state. It, you guys bumped down Belgium to number three, and Arizona is number one. So thank you, Virginia, for continuing. Thank you, everybody, for continuing to download. But thank you, Virginia. That was um, was not expected, and it just kind of happened. I don't think I had anybody. I think I had two people in Virginia download before, prior to that. So it kind of it went really high. And then also I wanted to say that I did have a question. I'm not a question, but I had a request. So I had a request to share, and I had to go digging. Oh, my gosh. I like just, I said, tell the end of the story before the beginning of the story. My brain just can't handle it. So I did have a request for um, more information on when I hallucinated because I didn't have REM cycle for a long time when I was a deer. So I did go digging that up in my writings um, when I, I wrote it sometime after that. So it was still fresh in the brain. So I was reading through it. And I did realize that some of the information was, like some of the things that I wrote, some of it differed. For instance, um, I thought I, when I talked to you guys before, I thought I'd been in bed one night. I thought I'd been in bed, but apparently I started from smoking a cigarette outside. So I was smoking a cigarette and I fell asleep and it ended up as a deer. Um, sometimes, you know, details go away and come back in your dreams and in time and things get changed. Um, so I read, I wrote that pretty fast after that happened. So that I think that one's more accurate for it. So I'll read that to you guys. Um, and I'll try to find something happy stampy to talk about. <laughs> I do have cute little guinea pig. They squeak sometimes. Be well. Thank you for listening. <laughs>